to Warzone Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast featuring nothing but the best in class when it comes to soldiering on through Verdansk. On your left, you'll see the stunning Verdansk Stadium, home to the city's football club and marquee signing Paul Pogba. On your right, please enjoy the sight of several missile silos and bombardment protocol. I'm James Law and I've made the purchase of an Ed Thorne from the buy station. So, how have we been? I'm all right, James. Uh, I am now 27. The last time we recorded, we recorded a bit early because uh, I was going to go off on holiday to sort of celebrate my birthday. Um, and what did we get? Well, what did I get, not we get? Yeah, so um, the, we, we did tease this a little bit uh, and, uh, you know, got a little surprise for Ed. And uh, yeah, we, we showed it to him on the, uh, on the beach with a couple of, uh, a couple of tinnies. Oh yeah, some uh, Henry. Well, it was some Henry Western cider, so it was quite like a high percentage cider. Yeah, I did. I did get you the Henry Western cider, didn't I? Ed was like, "Can you get me something?" And I was like, "Okay, right, get me a cider." I, I forgot. I forgot that Henry Westerns was nine percent, but he, he enjoyed himself. Yeah, we got Ed a a cameo recording for a man named Joey from uh, from our favorite Netflix reality show The Circle USA. It was extremely good stuff. Like it was very often with these like cameo things we can ask someone to to like a celebrity to give a birthday message. They're a bit half-assed. But Joey Sasso, Joey Sasso shout out. Uh, this very passionate uh, Italian man uh, was just Excellent. He was. He was very nice. We mentioned it, to him that we we were like a Warzone squad together, and he, uh, you know, he, he didn't know what Warzone was, but he, he he said something like, "I don't play games, but I know people who do," which I appreciate. And it was like it was like a full minute of just chat as well, just to me. And there was a bit of like around midway through, uh, he started just whispering, so I had to like properly lean in. <laughs> so it felt very interactive. I was. Very pleased with Joey, and it was uh, it sort of blew my mind actually because you know he's a bit of a hero to us all from you know the circle. Oh, that's a spoiler. Maybe we should cut that out. <laughs> Who knows if you're planning on watching the circle USA? Uh, anything changed since becoming a 27 year old Ed? Well, that week I I got home from the beach. Uh, it was great. I was on a high. Turned on my rice cooker as as I do quite quite often, and it um it blew the fuse in my room. Um, which I couldn't fix, um, so I just, so I just went to bed early in, in total darkness that evening. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. Rest in peace, Ed's rice cooker. Yeah, so yeah, Von Chef. Uh, big shout out to Von Chef. Yeah, I've actually got the same rice cooker, so I'll, I'll wait for it to go kaput in a couple of years. It kept but... going for years. Um, so good piece of kit, though. We don't no no von Chef slander here, and yeah, you know, it's now been replaced by Lakeland with an LED screen. So it feels like you know a bit of an upgrade. Got a screen. Now uh, this is what happens when you turn twenty-seven. You get excited over rice cookers. <laughs> what else? Uh, very quickly, I I got an eye test for the first time in years. Oh, nice. And not really spurred on by the fact I was twenty-seven. More that my eyes were like burning like crazy, and I realised my vision wasn't that good. Uh, so now I have to wear glasses when I'm driving and here and there when I want to. So I've got a new pair. Not actually seen you in them yet. 
No, I'll um, send us a selfie. I'll, I'll send you a, a picture of me and my glasses on. But post post my haircut, which is coming up this evening at six pm, got it booked big, in. Big day for you. It's gonna be great. I'll have like the fresh fade glasses on. Oh, it's gonna be a, a thing of beauty. Yeah. So that's uh, that's been how we've been throughout the uh, the last couple of weeks, and let's move on to what's changed in the war zone since then. War. War always changes. So, Warzone always changes, and quite a bit has changed since our last episode. We've had some... Since we recorded a bit early last time, we've had a few weeks' worth of stuff going on, which thankfully for Warzone still isn't a huge amount, because uh, it's it's Warzone, you know. Um, we've had a few things, though. We've had a couple balance changes. The slightly oppressive Org and FFAR guns have been quote-unquote nerfed sort of yeah um, not not really though right like no. <laughs> the org i guess so so the org's recoil was adjusted i'm pretty certain where yeah slightly harder to hit at long ranges at medium ranges you're still gonna like it's gonna kick up the like perfect amount so if you hit the chest the recoil will mean that the final shot hits their head and then like that's better for you but it is a little bit tougher at longer ranges i'll give them yeah. that and the FFAR had its uh, aimed out sight speed. Uh, well, it said decrease, but bit. that's quite confusing. Basically, it takes longer to aim down sights. Yeah. So the speed is decreased. The time is increased. It's still really good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing. They haven't changed the damage values or anything. They haven't changed anything like that. They've just changed the mobility. So if you are already aimed down sights, then you're still going to have the fastest time to kill. And you're still going to absolutely destroy your enemies, whatever you do. So it's a, still a pretty similar, pretty similar meta. Yeah, I think we're both getting pretty sick of it now because uh, <laughs> they are just stupidly strong. Like We sort of hope that they'd go. But if you don't, we like mixing around our guns. Yeah. And we found that success hasn't been that great and that's probably because we're not using these guns if you're not using them then you're definitely a massive disadvantage honestly and it's it's a bit of a shame yeah that's a thing a shoddy a shoddy workman does blame his tools but also i i do feel like the tools are somewhat to blame for for my personal failures i i, I used the fvr last night and it was just like night and day between any other gun it was just crazy how fast you can you can down someone at long range as well as just at close range. Any range, yeah. <laughs> they are just seems stupidly good. Uh, we've also got so since our last episode recorded, there's a bombardment protocol that you can activate after doing the zombie mission. So the zombies have moved around another couple of times. Cool, uh, whatever. Right. But when they do, um, when they do move around, you can go kill them, get a little key, and go to a one of the missile silos around the map. Check out the uh, guide on rockpapershotgun.com if you want to know where they are. And you can call in a bombardment, which basically is costs nothing after doing the zombies mission and just completely destroys everyone in the area where the zombies are, which can be good, but it can also do nothing if the zombie area happens to be like in the gas now or... You know, if everyone's inside or, you know, anything like that. It's quite funny because you're just sort of standing there at like this vending machine. You kind of call it in and you just sort of 
watch the kill feed and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm just down some. Oh, I've just, I've, I've killed them. And, that, <laughs> and you've done nothing. You've it's a definition of a freebie. Like, yeah. you, I did not earn this. Yeah, it's quite abusing. Although I don't think I've ever been hit by a bombardment thinking about it. I don't think I've ever been sort of caught in, in the crossfire at any point. So clearly most people aren't really using it. I don't know. I, I, I don't notice it a lot. I think the zombies thing, when it first came in, everyone went to the zombies. Nowadays, not any, not everyone's going there because there's, you might as well just play normally, I guess. Yeah. And it becomes a bit, a bit pointless, a bit of a chore to just like keep killing the zombies and then hope no one third parties you because it's really annoying when you're trying to kill zombies and someone comes in, you think they're a zombie, but they're a person and they kill you. <sighs> Nightmare. Yeah. There's also, though, if you do go to those uh, bombardment protocol buy stations, you can buy advanced UAVs now, as in for real advanced UAVs, rather than just stacking up three UAVs and getting the actual advanced UAV is better. They're great. And you can also get a new kill streak called Foresight, which costs you 20 grand, which is pretty steep, but it lets you see every single circle for the rest of the entire game and uh, just you can just camp in the, in the final circle and guarantee yourself top five, which is, you know, a cer- certainly is a way to play. I can't, I can't say that's what we find ourselves doing that often. but Yeah, I think we got it once, right? And it, it does feel a bit cheaty, even though you're not technically cheating. It, it, there's something a little bit wrong about knowing exactly where the end circle's going to be yeah. uh, and the fact you can just go there and sit there and basically just do nothing but uh, like you're not you're not that likely to win either because the people who make it to the final circle are going to be absolutely loaded with money and and weapons and loadouts and uavs and everything and if you're just sitting there with you know a, an overkill class and two claymores like you're not really going to you're not really going to make it. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll get top five, but it's not, I don't know. It's probably not the way to, it's not, it's not a guaranteed win. Like some people seem to think it is. Yeah. And I, I, it's one of those things where you could take it out of the game and no one would kick up any form of fuss. Like, I don't know if there's really a reason for it to be in the game. Um, Maybe it helps people who, maybe struggle to get into the top five or top ten sort of frequently or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think Warzone works better. if and It's more fun if you kind of don't know where the circle's going to end up sometimes. Yeah. It kind of adds to the tension a little bit, I think. And I don't know. I won't miss it, basically, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. In a long-winded, <laughs> long-winded if it way. Does, if it does end up leaving, then rest in peace. But um, when you're on Ed's team, you can't really play passively anyway. Yeah, it's all go, go, go. It's all aggression. Another couple changes since last time. You can now get an RCXD at the buy station, at the normal buy station, but they put it at the bottom of the list. So about four times now, I have tried to purchase a loadout, clicked on the buy station, pressed up once on my controller, pressed X, and then bought an RCXD when I'm trying to buy a loadout, and then I've spent £3,000 of cod money and then i can't get my load out and it's really annoying and that's just i mean that's something that i i know a lot of people struggle with this and i'm i'm here to say i hear you i hear you friends <laughs> and i'm i'm fighting for us to 
Uh, and I, I just put the RCXD in the middle of the list, please. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Like, at least put it in, you know, alphabetical order or whatever, you know? Just don't put it at the bottom where the loadout lives. <laughs> the loadout's at the bottom. That's its home. I remember when you did that and we were just absolutely furious at you, but we were, like, trying <laughs> yeah. to be nice. We are like, really polite about it. Like, oh, don't, you know, don't worry, we'll just, like, crack on. But I think we were all just, like, silently furious at So you. absolutely fuming and deservedly so. You know, it's like it's like when when Dean chucks a load out and it falls on the roof of stadium. It's like you know you don't you don't say it at the time, but yeah, it's it gets to it's, you. It's not good enough. <laughs> uh, and yeah, one uh, a couple other things. No more gulag fist fights. Not a lot to say about that, but good. Uh, I hated them. And finally, we've got a confirmed date for the end being near the twenty first of April. Something's happening in Verdansk, right, Ed? Yeah, well. <laughs> No, it's all off, not really. Um, so we've just seen, as we're recording, a tweet from uh, Mon Warzone, uh, who who are very good at leaks and covering Warzone news. Um, and they've referred to VGC news, which are also uh, very good and reliable on Warzone news. And basically, VGC news have reported that the nuke won't go off until April 22nd. April 21st will be activities that will lead us into the explosive in-game event, as they call it. Uh, so, right. So on on the 21st, we'll just have some activities. I guess. I mean, so our last live event was in the run-up to Cold War, right? And we all had to sprint to the stadium. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, a kind of cool little thing. So I I don't know, honestly. Like, I assume the the nuke the the so-called nuke event that everyone expects to happen where Verdansk is going to get blown up and replaced with like a 1980s version i assume that i don't know it feels like that's going to happen in the cinematic realistically rather than in game but although we have seen um we have seen glitches where a big missile has gone through the map on in people's games like as a as a glitch, so you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it will be a real live event. Yeah. Regardless, twenty second of April, even though the twenty first was what was put out in the uh, in the press stuff with the with all their social media stuff. According to yeah, according to VGC, it's not actually that day, but we'll have to we'll have to see. I assume it's just going to be like going to points on a map to try and prevent some z- the zombie outbreak or something and then that that won't work and then the nuke will go off on the 22nd or something yeah, That's it'll be guess. at the turn of the season won't it and we're expecting also the new mode where uh, i think it's going to be called a purge mode where zombies will hopefully be kicking about and uh and we'll be able to uh, like special mode where you know you can either exfil or get bonanza nuked that's that's pretty much you're all caught up i think yeah, there's a lot a lot to catch up on but it's all, it's all a build-up to this big map reveal thing now, which I think we're all excited. It feels like a long time coming, but it's it's going to be exciting when it does drop. So. so keep your ears out for our next episode when we'll be talking about the fallout from that. I get it, fallout, because it's a, it's a snake. Yeah. Well, if you beat the game looking for a story, this is your lucky day. So, stories from the Warzone. What has been going on for us in Verdansk, we've been obviously playing it quite a lot. We've had some. I was going to say we've had some successes, but I don't know, Ed. Have we had that many successes? It's been sort of 
it's been really rough for us, actually. I would say the last couple of weeks, really, like, or, or longer, probably at this point, it's been really tough. Like, we've, we're, we're just not reaching the top five or even the top 10 that consistently at the moment. And yeah, it's, it's getting pretty rough. I, I don't know what it is, honestly. Like, I want to blame this meta. Uh, this f- like the far and the the organ stuff, but I just think that the lobbies we're being put in now are the people are like good. They're like better. we seem to we do seem to be getting absolutely like trounced by by pros fairly often, which you know is fair. And every lobby is going to have its fair share of absolute cracked nutters and like normal people and bots. Like you know, we we just seem to you know be running into absolute cracked nutters whilst also trying to load ourselves out with like a M4A1 or, you know, a Pellington or something. Yeah, we're, we're trying not to uh, go too meta because it's boring and we don't like it. Last night I did uh, do a game of Mini Royale, which is back and we're very happy about that in the in the rotation. Did a game of Mini Royale with Joel and we did win, but that was when I whacked on an M16 in FFAR class and just like, it it just didn't feel as, I don't know, never feels quite as earned. Yeah, I I, I think we're sort of struggling with, I, I, I want to, I'm going to blame the meta, I'm just going to lay it, lay it down, I'm going to blame <laughs> the meta on all our losses, because uh, I, I reckon it's, it, the time to kill is like so fast nowadays. Like with with the far and the the org whatever, and I think we're like quite we're struggling with it quite badly. Like there's no when you're at caught out of position or whatever, which we often are. Like we're quite, you know we're all over the shop. Um, and when you do get caught out of position, I swear like before with the growl meta or the even the kilo meta and stuff, you you have time to kind of to get out of there because the times kill wasn't that fast. Yeah, you've always got to be like right next to cover at the moment and it, it it gets really like frustrating because you know if you're trying to make a flank play and you get hit from the side somewhere by a third party you don't actually have the chance to do anything about it it's it's just you know you're dead you just get shredded by either one like the m16 far or whatever even like the car 98 and stuff you know if they land that headshot that's like all your armor gone, and then well, if they land the Connor eight headshot, you're downed. You're just down. You're just dead. It's yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna just say the meta, blaming it all on the meta. Blame the meta. Well, we have we have found some some enjoyable things despite our lack of you know war zone victories. Uh, first of all, Ed, you've you've really enjoyed using certain certain weapons, including the Pellington, which is that's how we pronounce it. I don't. I don't know why. I think that's just how Ed started saying it. And it's the, the Pellington. And he's, whenever he picks one up, he's like, Lanza got a Pellington. Very happy with that. <laughs> and uh, he proceeds to just completely wreck half the teams that we come across. It's like I, I started ironically using the Pellington uh, and calling it the Pellington for no real reason. I don't know why, it just stuck. Um, because also I think you find it a lot in ground loot. It's just every like everywhere. It's just a bit of a a meme gun, you know. It's the one which you don't really want to use, but you sort of pick up and have to. Um, and then I started using it, sort of actually kitted it out with attachments and stuff, and it was it was quite good. It's like the car ninety eight, just a bit worse. <laughs> but it, but the fact that you're using the Pellington, you can kind of say the Pellington a lot gives it that character and you don't have to like you don't have to be like oh i'm using the car 98k like everyone and their and their mum 
Like, yeah. You can be like, oh yeah, I'm using a Pellington, actually. And if someone kills you, they don't get a fancy decked out car 98k. They have to use the Pellington now. They have to use my like, slightly terribly kitted out Pellington. <laughs> Spread the word. But I, I think you mentioned, I think we're looking back at some gameplay and I was using the Pellington and there was this embarrassing sequence where I was trying to shoot this guy. It was like around mid-range and I just couldn't land the shot because like the bullet velocity wasn't that high. Again, we're just going to blame the Pellington here, not my <laughs> skill. Um, and you were like, oh, why don't you try the SPR? And I I didn't like the SPR uh, at first because you basically have to really deck it out with stuff to make it good. But it's got like this crazy high bullet velocity if you can, if you basically max it out. And I've started, I did well, you've that. You've got to use the specific ammo type. So you've got to use the Lapua rounds, I think it is. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, without them, the SPR is like yeah, uh, kind of dog shit. Yeah, and and I and I played a few games of Plunder to to max out, and it was it was great. It's it's might be one of my favourite sort of marksman slash sniper rifles at the moment. Honestly, it just you just laser beam people with it. There's like hardly any bullet drop off at all. You don't have to think about that. You just aim at someone's head and just click, and it. More often than not, you just down them, and it's great. Yeah, it is a really nice combo, like a combination between your more hard scopey snipers like the LW3 Tundra and the HDR. It's a really nice midpoint between that and the super, like, you know, absolute cracked out quick scope Car 98K. Like, yeah. you sprint around, you're aiming in faster than, I don't know, faster than something very fast, and you're, you're like popping off like that. The SPR is like if you if you're not quite as up for that like super speedy and you want a little bit more that stability and that uh, less bullet drop, more bullet velocity, a little bit more range, then the SPR is perfect. I think that's a it's a really nice sweet spot in between the in between the two extremes when it comes to sniping. It sort of feels a bit like the Tundra, which I also uh, talked about in like a previous episode of this. And that was like my one true love at that point because it has that crazy bullet velocity. But the aim down sight speed is like quite slow and it's it's quite sort of bulky. It's not stupidly bulky like the HDR, but it feels quite hefty. Um, and the yeah, the SPR feels like a midpoint between the Car 98 and the Tundra. It's sort of like a real kind of, I don't know, not like stupidly fast aim down sight speed, but it's just nice. I don't know, just a nice solid stable gun another little tidbit that we've had fun with ed spent real money on <laughs> call of duty nino 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 <laughs> he's purchased the ronin bundle yeah baby and he and he doesn't regret it question mark no i i don't regret it at all actually oh this is the first apart from the battle pass obviously this is the first time i've spent money on a on a skin uh, I think this one cost me 2,400 COD points, which is like roughly 16, 17 quid, something. Um, and it gave me uh, Ronin as the operator. Uh, and it's like you can kind of deck him out in samurai gear. You just got to complete some really tedious challenges to do so. And he wears this cool like demon mask and traditional samurai gear but you also get the ram 7 you get like a ram 7 skin a pistol skin 
uh, dual Kadachis, uh, like red ones. Do love some melee weapons, to be fair. And the tracers are really cool. Um, it's only for the Ram 7, the pistol, uh, it, but you fire them and they're like red. And if they hit an enemy, they kind of burst into uh, petals, like red petals. All right. Um, and I'm pretty certain... Like cherry blossom the, type thing? Or... Yeah, yeah. And it, it just looks kind of cool. Um, I'm just, you know... I'm now obligated to use this skin and those weapons constantly now because I've I've spent money on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think COD are doing a really good job actually with the skins as of late. I feel like they've released loads of cool ones. Like you were pointing out one to me the other day. It was the the dragon one, right? Like the- oh yeah, the gun skin with the it look it looks super cool. I mean, it, it the, the issue with that one is it's like a I can't remember which gun it was. Is it the Krig? The Krig, yeah. There's a Krig skin, but and it looks really cool, like a dragon, and it's got like scales and wings and shit. But also, if you aim down sights, it blocks your entire view. So it like functionally, it's terrible, but it looks cool. <laughs> so I think they, they, there is a fine line they need to draw with that. And you know, it's also a shame that a lot of the time players won't be able to enjoy the cool stuff because. If you want to win, you should just use the rose skin where yeah. <laughs> where she's dressed all in completely black and you can't see her in the shadows. But, you know, to be fair, I, I can't I can't judge for spending real money. I bought the Glam Park skin where she's all decked out in bright pink and stuff, which <laughs> completely opposite to the rose skin situation, I, I do think puts me at a significant disadvantage because I'm there in bright pink and like I shine like a like a disco queen, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, very easy to spot in dark corners. But I, I think it's worth it. This, it's worth the sacrifice for the for the very good vibes that Park has. Yeah, and it costs less than mine. I think it still looks as cool. It does look very cool. So you have had fun with the Ronin stuff. We do. Yeah, we, we we're enjoying we're enjoying the uh, the cosmetic stuff that you know as as super fans of. Uh, of this thing, we're we're all we're always in the dance, so we might as well look good doing it. Yeah, that's it. And I I don't know. It might be a while until I spend more money on a skin, but I'm not going to rule it out. Honestly, well, you don't need to because you know you've you've got your skin for the moment. You're liking it. You look you look cool in the little helicopter on the way on the way into the map. We like that. That's it. Yeah. And if I spot anything in future that really grabs me, then who knows? I might spend more cod points on it. What else have we had? We've had. We've had a, a fun match in which we were, you know, doing averagely like we keep on doing. And yeah, unfortunately, everyone died. Uh, I think a couple of us made it back from the gulag. Uh, I made it back from the gulag and uh, I don't know, maybe Joel did. Joel then died again trying to get a loadout. And then it's just me on my own in a quads game. So, you know, what do you do when that happens? Well, you grab a most wanted contract, don't you? Unfortunately, we're a few we're a few circles in, and you know the things are getting a little bit a little bit tight in the in the zone. So it was it was a challenge, but you know I found a contract and found a little uh, attack rover. I think they're called the little buggy cars. Yeah, and uh, I get in it, I get get my contract, and I just start driving because you know I got to survive for three minutes. I am lit, lit up on everyone's map. I can't be standing still. So, you know, I start driving. Uh, I'm the <laughs> my, my whole team spectating me. I'm there just, you know, trundling along, thinking, okay, this could be all right, you know, maybe maybe I'll just... Uh, I, I sometimes go down to the 
the go-karting track in the southwest corner of the map. You know, maybe I'll do that. Not to be, unfortunately. Uh, on the horizon, I spot a helicopter coming at me from from behind. I'm I'm like looking around with the with the camera. Helicopter comes trundling in, stacked to the brim with an entire team. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta just I just gotta just floor the accelerator, get out get out of there as soon as possible. I'm like, oh, it, <laughs> I start getting shot at. The, these guys all, all see me as a big crown on their map. I'm the most wanted target. I genuinely, Ed, Ed's there watching. Joel's there cheering me on. It's like a, it's like a fucking James Bond scene. I'm there, <laughs> I'm there, just like trying to like make handbrake turns to get away. And oh. it was excellent because I swear I did quite well as well. Yeah, like helicopters often just kind of leave people alone i swear when they're driving like most can't be bothered to try and chase them but this was like a full-on sequence where they were like determined to get you (laughs) they were like we see this guy and we will take him down yeah you went like you went through the was it airport i don't even know at this point you were just driving around like hangars and going in all sorts of like dips and like you you were doing like 180 spins to try and lose them but they were just they persistent they did not give up uh, and it was great because you dodged like a lot of their fire for ages it lasted like a while this chase i was i think i was about a minute away from getting the getting the squad back together but alas unfortunately they they managed to finally get enough shots on my vehicle to to destroy it and then destroy me so you know, not every story has a happy ending, but it's a, uh, it's it's very enjoyable. Sequences like that, where you know you feel like you feel like you're in some stupid action movie where all sorts of nonsense is going on, and you know I shouldn't be surviving this long, but I am because of my my sick driving skills and my awesome power sliding. It was very entertaining, even though it was kind of all of us dead and watching you. It was still fun to watch. It was still raised a smile in. In what was it's been a dark time for our Call of Duty <laughs> careers yeah. as of late. Yeah, and speaking of yeah, rough times in the Call of Duty careers, uh, we actually played a game last night where a sort of similar thing happened. We we it was it was us. It was uh, it was Jake and Dean as well. Was it? I think. Is it Jake and it, it might have been Joel. Jake and Joel. Yeah, um, and we're out there. We're just trying to trying to get our game started. We drop in. I think farmland. It is. And we can't find a goddamn thing. There's no loot there in farmland. We get a contract. We head over to Lumber and we just get absolutely shot to shit. Like two of us die, two of us are remaining. The run back away, got to get another contract, try and try and get us back. And still no loot, no loot whatsoever. And the <laughs> it was it was the sort of game where the match just wouldn't end. We were never going to win it. We were we were constantly, you know, just making enough money to buy each other back. Um, didn't touch a real gun. It was all ground loot throughout the entire game and, like, you know, getting one armour plate between the four of us. We just kept the agony going, didn't we? We just kept it going. A weird, unique form of torture that, that Warzone inflicted on us. Uh, <laughs> I was just yeah, losing it. As the circles gets... You know, as though it was getting smaller, we kept getting brought back in, knowing that we'd probably die because there's like no loot left, and it was just pain. The whole thing was just pain. Uh, but we tried. I think we we got kind of far, considering we literally didn't touch 
like any good guns the whole game. I think it was mainly just Pellingtons. It was just great Pellingtons. A lot of Pellingtons. And like Joel would jump in, like Joel would get brought back and like not even touch the ground before someone sniped him out of the air. Like I'd get brought back, run around, find a find an FFAR that someone had dropped because they had no ammo left in it and then die. And then Jake would find a big pile of cash and buy us both back and then just repeat the cycle over and over again. It's a tough, tough time out there. <laughs> yeah, you, you do get those games sometimes. I actually heard from uh, some top level players, pro players and streamers, they just quit when they have games like that. They just they just leave the game and don't bother finishing it. I refuse. I refuse to do that. Yeah, I think you got you got at least give it a go, right? Because you, you never really know what's what's going to happen, do you? We gave it our best. You know, we exactly. We got a jailbreak at some point in that match as well. Oh, just... well, was it? Um, it might have been a juggernaut drop. You know? Oh was God, yeah, it? the juggernaut dropped. I don't think I've I've ever had that. Yeah, ever. And this guy, this guy who had a most wanted contract was right there. I ran up to the juggernaut. Got beamed by a third party because obviously everyone gets the juggernaut and then the juggernaut just runs around the map just killing everyone. Yeah, it was quite funny because we sort of got, you know, we're getting excited here now on the podcast about the juggernaut drop. We didn't get anywhere near it. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw the juggernaut once. <laughs> like, Well, so we, so, we didn't get it. So it was quite near me when it dropped. So I, I was like, oh, cool. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scope it out, see what happens. Got immediately killed. The guy who did get it, like, walked off. We didn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> I don't want to. T- I want to touch him. Just stay at a distance. I mean, all I had was, I think, like a blue Pellington. Yeah, I do not know how many shots it takes to kill a juggernaut, but I mean, too many is probably the answer. So, no thanks. That was our key in back into the game. So, I guess we we had to go for it. Well, at least you went for it. Then I just like bailed quite quickly <laughs> once i realized that it was a no-go area it's uh it's been it's been an interesting one but we've we've done our best and yeah hopefully with the with the map changes we'll be able to be able to adapt and use that to our advantage yeah we need some more positives so <laughs> soon because we're really struggling Uh, do you know what my favourite thing about the Electronic Wireless Show Weekly podcast is? No. I don't know. I demand you tell me. Well, it's that most PC gaming podcasts, they talk a lot about games, but they sort of miss out completely on the conspiracy theories about the kidnapping of Shergar the Racehorse. Yeah, or which Japanese crime fiction you should be reading. I'm pretty sure none of them contain any anecdotes about accidentally battering a fish in front of a crowd of school children. But on the Electronic Wireless Show, we talk about all that and more. So while every episode is themed around one of our favourite things in games, like the best sewer levels or the greatest fictional brands you'll also get to hear about oh i don't know uh, why it is unacceptable to pair fruit with any kind of savory food which it is why i was forced to drink an entire liter of milk straight from the carton while standing in the street in front of my house in broad daylight i think forced to is doing a lot of work in that sentence and so was I. So listen to the Electronic Wireless Show every Thursday with me, Alice Bell. Me, Matthew Castle. And me, Brutus the Milk God. Oh, his name is Nate. Uh, the Electronic Wireless Show is available on all your favourite podcatching apps. It's rockpapershotgun.com's PC gaming podcast, and it's the only podcast you need, in my opinion. What's his name again? Ryan. James Ryan. He dropped in with Audrey. Okay, so cod names. We've got a few, a few tangos who we've encountered in the war zone, and they've 
their names have inspired us to an extent. Uh, at least they've inspired us to, in the chat, say, have you seen this name? And then the others go, huh. <laughs> and that's all we need. <laughs> so first up, we've got not just a single name. We have a squad of named individuals. Um, the first one is Defam. So they're cod, they're cod clan tag, I think it is. Yeah, that's right. The little name in brackets is called Defam. And they had the baby, who is a—I don't know if it was the real the baby. He's a—he's a rap singer that uh, you may have heard of. Uh, and the dad as well was in was in the squad. Yeah. And were they the ones who were in the multiplayer game when we were trying to rank up our melee weapons? I'm pretty certain they were. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was this this lot. Um, they, uh, I think they were people who only used melee stuff. They had smoke grenades and machetes and they were running around the map and I was all in on this. This was brilliant. Like, they were just running around the map like, because I was trying to unlock the um, the sledgehammer. Ed was trying to unlock the wakazashi or whatever or the machete. Yeah. And these guys, and it's, it's really difficult to do that because the challenges are kind of arbitrary and ridiculous. But, you know, you got, we went on Nuketown 24-7 and these... The, the baby, the dad, the fam were were there helping us out, chucking smoke grenades, and it was all a level playing field, I think, for us. Yeah, and we were, it was just quite nice to have this, like, family tree in 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 game. It was quite nice. We never seen that before. The um, baby, of course. I sort of wonder if that's a play on that they're the younger member of this clan and also that they're a fan or are actually the baby. The, the I rap. wonder if it is the baby. Cause I could, I could genuinely see the baby playing Call of Duty as well. He strikes me as a Call of Duty fan. Yeah. When he's not, when he's not featuring on the Jack Harlow, what's popping remix, he's busy dropping into a dance and blasting out Jack Harlow's what's popping from his vehicle. What's amazing actually about the fam was that we encountered them once again in, I think it was a game of Rebirth Resurgence or something like that. It was on that other map. It was in, it was in the war zone, yeah. It wasn't just in multiplayer. We, we ran into these guys again, unless, unless it's like, I don't think it's a very common thing, but, you know, having having baby and Dad. Yeah, the chances, the chances of encountering baby and Dad once again uh, in the war zone. And clearly they, they play a fair amount. It almost makes me sad that, we're not going to be remembered like this. You know, we've ran into the baby and the dad twice. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're talking about it with each other saying, oh yeah, we ran into James again. Oh uh, yeah. And Ledgewood is, uh, maybe I should, maybe we should change our cod names to something ridiculous so that we can, you know, stick around in the minds of, uh, of people and continue to inspire them for the future. Like the baby and the dad have inspired me to um, really hold on to the, the values that I hold dear and the people closest to me, you know? I think you're right. And we, we could even feature ourselves in this COD names yeah. <laughs> uh, if the time the time comes. Yeah, if we run out of COD names, then we'll just keep changing our names to something ridiculous and pretending it's not us. I just sort of feel like we're going to encounter the baby and the dad again now. I think it's fate. I think everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I don't think we would have run into the baby and the dad if, if not for 
if not for some divine cosmic intervention of some form. I, I hope so. And if you're listening, of course, to maybe we'd love to have you on the podcast. Um, exactly. Whether whether you are the real rapper baby or the COD player that we came against um, twice, please do get in touch. And I will listen to your music as well. Um, I do see that you feature on Dua Lipa's oh, a remix of Levitating uh, by Dua Lipa, and I quite like that song already. It is a good, yeah. I, I do, is, that, is that from Dua's latest album, the one from 2020? Yeah, that Future Nostalgia, it's called. A really good album. Really good stuff. Uh, I've not actually heard the Baby remix, then. I'll, I'll, I'll give that a look. Well, uh, maybe we'll feed back on that. Uh, if, you, if we meet you in... In a war zone again, to baby. We'll let you know what we think of that. Second up, we've got our friend uh, who did, I think we came up against him in the Gulag. Maybe uh, I think I lost to this guy actually. Big Biffer Benno <laughs> and the absolute. Am I allowed to say big dick energy of this name is phenomenal? It the absolute the power that exudes from Big Biffer Benno is. I deserve to lose that gulag fight and I, I will never I don't think I'll ever have as much as much gravitas as big as big Biffa Benno does. You yeah, you, you stumbled on your words there, I think, because it, Big Biffa Benno <laughs> it's quite actually hard it's quite hard to hard to say it is. uh quickly. Uh, and also I think the energy it gave off was quite powerful. So it's quite hard to say. Big Biffa, I think it's it is a mind game in itself. Calling yourself Big Biffa Benno, not as much as a mind game as our final name on this uh, on this con names, which we'll get to. But it's very much it it puts me in a mindset of I'm up against Big Biffa Benno. I don't think I've got this, you know. It, it's quite scary, and I I do just looking at the name now. I like I like the way he, the alliteration. Is what they call it, isn't it? They do call it that, yeah. As as a writer, as a writer, yeah. Shout outs to uh, Big Baller Brand, uh, Lavar Ball. Uh, big ups <laughs> to uh, <laughs> maybe maybe some relation to Big Biffa Benno, Triple Bs. Yeah, never lost, etc. Um, uh, I hope I hope you you and your sons are doing well on the NBA. Were you were you were you in on that? Uh, did you did you see much of Lavar Ball when? When the Big Baller brand was on the come up? I, I know of Big Baller brand. Um, I'm pretty certain I've seen photos of them all together, and that's the extent of my knowledge of Big Baller brand. At some point, um, they all went on the WWE, uh, and I think The Miz was in the, in the ring. Uh, 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 for those of you unfamiliar, The Miz is like a... He was doing like a segment where he had a carpet in the ring and he was doing like a talk show, but he was also like wearing a big, long... You know how wrestlers are? Like they, they wear their... He's got like a big, long robe on, but also his little panties. <laughs> um, and <laughs> he's in the ring and like he, LeVar, he's like, LeVar Ball, you say you could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. -on -one. And then LeVar Ball's like punches the Miz in the face and takes his top off and like <laughs> like <laughs> wiggles his chest about <laughs> while his three sons are just sitting there like let's go dad perfect promo for big ball of brands yeah shout out to LeVar Ball we'll have you on the show as well I'm just looking at his his brand now actually uh BBB I would genuinely buy a lot of that gear <laughs> if I if I had the money to chuck away I would buy a lot of big ball of brand merch I was going to say, like, it's, it is pricey. I'm looking at this hoodie 
and it's like a furry one. It's called the Go Gorilla Suit, which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> it's good shit. Um, and it's a furry one. It costs three hundred dollars. So uh, yeah, big brawler brands out out of my price range at the moment. But I mean, I'm not a big baller yet, clearly. But Big Biffa Benno, I reckon, is a big baller, and you know would would also be able to beat up the Miz and purchase some big baller brand merch. Um, and yeah, final final name on our cod names, our cod name segment this week is a real special one. I think it's every time Ed's seen it, he's had a little giggle. We saw him. I think we came up against this guy last night, didn't we? Yeah, I think I came up against him. The Gulag got destroyed. He got destroyed, and I'm not surprised. If even Ed can't handle you, you know you're something special. This uh, this individual we came up against. Johnny Large Meat. Again, I'm struggling to not like this just got to hold yourself together, man. I mean, like I don't want to describe in detail what I imagine Johnny Large Meat looks like because we all we we all are thinking it. We know what Johnny is packing. <laughs> it's not small. It's definitely large. Again, it's I guess it's similar energy to Big Biff Benno. Like Johnny Large Meat is is proud of. He's proud of who he is, and I, I'm proud of Johnny Large Meat. Like again, once you got defeated by Johnny Largemeat in the Gulag, uh, I I knew he uh, he probably went on to win that game. He probably goes on to win every game he plays. To be honest, yeah, he he like wants you to know uh, that he he's he's got large meat, or it could just be a surname. But I'm pretty certain he wants everyone to know that he's got large meat. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's not just large; it's large meat energy as well. He's he's got that he's got that aura about him where you know. Some people, some people come into CODs like us, and they they're a bit unassuming with their names, and you know we we just we're just trying to do our best. Uh, you know we'll, we'll have our clan tag if we want to spice it up a little bit. Johnny Largemeat comes in, he does not care. He does not care in the slightest. He's like, no, I'm Johnny Largemeat, and you you're living in my world now. He's <laughs> like, it's sort of funny, but it's also kind of frightening. Johnny Largemeat, like I sort of feel like he would loom over us all. If we were in a room with Johnny Large Meat, like we'd be like, you know, five ten or whatever, and he'd be like eight foot, and packing heat, yeah, just dominating the room and and everywhere he goes, really. I don't, I don't like, I don't like people who are who are significantly larger than me in uh in height, of course, is what I'm referring to, and of course, uh, and Johnny Large Meat would definitely just have the upper hand in all situations. If you came up against him in the real gulag, he'd have your hide. He'd he'd knock you out. He'd, he'd he'd keep the fist in the gulag. He doesn't care. He doesn't need a gun. Doesn't need to compensate, does he? No, exactly. We stand Johnny Large Meat, and I I hope I hope you're having a great day. I know you're having a great day. <laughs> Johnny Large Meat every morning wakes up, says, "Let's get this bread and make a large meat sandwich." And I'm I'm proud of him. Uh, you know, big up Johnny Large Meat. To see you, to see you. Nicely done. Right, are you ready for the Captain Price's right, Ed? Yes, I've got my my. You've got your you've got your tab up. So this time around, I'm going to try and figure out the real life price of a popular item within the war zone, within the Call of Duty world, the the Codverse, as you might call it. And yeah, Ed's found an item for me. And yeah, so what am I, what am I looking at today? So today I've got for you uh, attack laser. So in Call of Duty Warzone, if you're not familiar with attack laser, it's uh, 
well, I guess it's sort of, as the name suggests, a a laser you can stick on your gun, which increases like a number of things. Like it's your, your ADS stability. Speed, your, yeah, your stability. The only downside is that it is that your enemies can see it. Um, yeah. But, you know, once the, if the enemy can see it, you're, you're already aiming at them. So sorry, chump. So I, I've tried to find the closest thing to attack laser I can on the internet. And I'm pretty certain in the process I'm on like a watch list because I've Googled <laughs> like, you know, gun prices and where to buy a gun and things like that. For the FBI person listening to this, uh, thank you, first of all. Um, make sure you subscribe. And secondly, uh, it's all Ed. It's not me. Don't <laughs> Don't come to my house. Yeah, like... Look, I don't want to actually buy any of this. This is just purely for this segment. I swear it's just content. It's just content. It's man. just, exactly. So yeah, attack laser. So what's the what's the actual size of it? Like, tell me a bit more about the, the one you found. Okay, so the name of this one isn't just attack laser. It's called the Crimson Trace Laser Guard, and it's for the Smith & Wesson Shield EZ380 and EZ9 green so basically okay, is that a rifle it's so though this is for a pistol okay i couldn't find any uh for a rifle uh but i'm pretty certain you could probably stick this on a rifle if you wanted to yeah um but it's yeah it kind of goes underneath the barrel uh and it's got a green laser green laser we like that so it sticks on very easily to the the design of the smith and wesson gun that it's exactly yeah uh and it's um you know, just to give you all the information uh, you might need, it, it provides two hours of runtime. Oh, okay. That's longer than a game of Warzone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a single whatever battery that is, I don't know what that is. Um, easily user installed. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. And the laser guard is fully adjustable for windage and elevation. Oh. So there we I, go. I, what does that mean? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't... Does... does <laughs> Does wind affect your laser? How high Maybe. up you are? If you're in a mountain or something? You know, any physics? Yeah, physicists listening, please do leave a comment. Uh, I, or if you're like a marine or something, then let us know. Or if you're the person who's putting Ed on the watch list, you know, at least give us this, you know, help us exactly. out. Exactly. So this is in dollars, by the way, as well. We're, we're on an American store. American store. You want me to... The price of the TAC laser in dollars. Okay, so I'm thinking we've got... We've got, it's it custom fitted to the specific gun that it's used for. It is, yeah. So that I I feel like is you know kind of artisanal in a way. You know, you've got uh, you've got that that high quality craftsmanship that it's yeah. not just any old any old laser pen you can bung on the front of your gun. <laughs> maybe you could just chuck like like duct tape a laser pen to your gun and it would work the same. But this one <laughs> seems like it's a you know it's something higher quality than that. Uh, two hours runtime as well. That's I mean, I don't know the you know usual time of a spec ops mission, but I I can't imagine that you'll need a constantly shining laser for two hours. Yeah, it's a long time, especially since in Warzone these these lasers turn on when you aim down sights, and I'm going to have to assume that that's a real life thing that happens. Yeah, I it doesn't say if it's constantly on here. Well, there's probably a toggle, right? So oh, it's, uh, no, it does say actually. Uh, sorry, I uh, you know. I apologise. It does say um, that this has Crimson Trace's famed instinctive activation. Oh, wow. Which allows the laser to be activated by simply gripping the pistol in a normal firing grip, which is actually very cool. That, okay. I was I was actually joking about, 
about that being a real life thing. Okay, that's so it genuinely does turn on. Yeah, it does turn on when you when you ads. Okay, well that's okay. That's changed the game. That's really bumped the price up for me <laughs> in my mind. I, I had a hundred a hundred dollars in mind or so because you know if it's specifically made for a certain gun, you know quality laser, two hours runtime. I'm gonna actually. Now that I know that, I'm going to buff it up to 150, 150 US dollars. Final answer. Final answer. Okay. Um, are you absolutely sure about that? I, well, not anymore. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'll, I'll put you out of your misery. It's not $150. It's actually the recommended retail price here. Is double that. It's three hundred twenty nine ninety nine. It's very. It's quite pricey. Yeah. Rough. Oh my. My base level was way off there. Cool. Well, I don't blame you because you, you kind of you know one hundred fifty for for a laser. I guess I had laser gun. pen in my mind, and I'm thinking, what would be a ludicrous price to pay for a laser? Uh, but you know, I guess this is a lot more than just a laser. And it's, yeah, yeah, this is. I guess this is something that is custom to the gun. But again, like you said, I guess it just can. It can survive. Like when you when you're actually pulling the trigger, it won't just like kind of kind of fall off or anything. I guess it must be like super fucking attached exactly. to it, you know. So you know, every time you're making a loadout from now on, remember when you put that tack laser on, you're that's three hundred dollars down the drain. Three hundred dollars. Uh, well, this was so this was three hundred twenty nine dollars. Uh, it's actually on sale. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, on, on this site for for, for three hundred, so it's only thirty thirty dollars off. I could buy uh, a really nice new pair of rollerblades for that. I think I'll probably stick. Yeah, with. and then you have to buy the gun. And- yeah, you got to buy a gun, and then you got to like shoot the gun. Uh, I, I personally, I'm not a gun guy. Uh, I, I personally wouldn't want to own one. Um, yeah, but you know, maybe maybe I could just start hoarding gun accessories, like a tack laser, get a red dot sight, uh, get all the attachments, but not the actual yeah, weapon. You kind of put it on your fake gun. On your Nerf gun or whatever it is, you know, those kids have. Put it on the Nerf gun. Not the Nerfed gun, which is what the FFAR should be, am I right? Uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Warzone Audio Bang. Uh, if you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then go ahead to your favourite podcasting app of choice uh, or platform of choice and subscribe. And there are a number of other ways you can support the show. You can follow us on Twitter. RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. I'm at James MacLaw and Ed is at From Edward. You can chat to some lovely people on the RPS Discord. That's discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. And for our best and most compliment-worthy garments, you can go to the RPS Teespring store for some RPS-branded T-shirts and hoodies. Uh, And, you know, you can wear them in the war zone as well. For all your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. And that's all from us. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.